Hello, everyone, and welcome to You're on Fire, a Pokemon Unite podcast hosted by myself, Spraggles, your resident content cowboy, Yeehaw, as well as Loosh and Crashy. Hello, Loosh. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, my man. How you doing? I'm doing great. And Crashy, are we recording video? We we are, and even better, we're recording on Lucia's new camera. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> if, Ooh if anybody good. can see, if, for the people that can see that, of course. <laughs> That's true. Yes. If you're listening to this in podcast form, you can find the entire video up on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash whatever slash Spraggles. And if you're watching this in video form and you want to hear this in audio form, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the places podcasts exist. We have so many things to talk about. But first, how are you, Crashy? I didn't ask how you were. I'm doing doing pretty good. Yeah, you know, hanging out. Good. Great. We've got so much (laughs) to talk about today. We've got Dodrio, Scissor, a balance patch, Clefable, Zorark, Sableye, the Halloween event, a new battle pass, a new season. So many things since our last podcast. When we last recorded, Mew had just released, and now we've been through a whole lot. Let's hop right into Dodrio to start things off. Dodrio released what, at this point, maybe three weeks ago or so? Something like that. It is gems only for the first week, which is also the case with Scissor. We'll talk about that here in a moment. Our newest speedster to the game, finally a speedster after an entire year, more than a year, we finally have a new speedster coming to Pokemon Unite. Since uh, it's the first thing that we can mention, let's talk about gems only for a week. Lush, I know you wanted to talk about this, so why don't Uh, you kick it off? I think it's just so silly. I think I think back on like the Mew thing, right? It kind of like it, it dipped its toes in there a little bit, but it was an event, right? It's an event and you can get it for free. I'm kind of more okay with that. But I think if you have to, if you, you wait the week and you don't get it free, you should have to pay the gold. So people are just like buying it for gems a week early. And it says, I don't know, I think it's a bit silly. It, it wasn't too bad with um with the two Pokemon we've gotten right now, right? Because even though they're strong, they're not like game breaking. But what happens when we have like a Duraludon release? You know what I mean? What happens then? When it's gems only, then does you not actually become pay to win for a week? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely one of the issues with it. And Mew actually wasn't the first. I believe it was Glaceon that you could actually buy right away. But it also had an event, which Mm. I'm kind of of the same mindset. If you can earn it for free, but you could also just pay and it's that doesn't really bother me that much because they're giving people free Pokemon, which is something I want all the time. I want people to be able to earn yep. basically every Pokemon in the game by playing. I think it just it gives people incentive to play. It makes the game healthier because they have more choices. Uh, but clearly what they are doing with this practice seems to be going, hey, there are there's a group of players who are going to pay for these Pokemon right when they come up. Basically, they're going there. There are the whales of Pokemon Unite, yep. and the whales of Pokemon Unite are going to want to buy the Pokemon right away, and that's how we're going to make our money. It's not my favorite practice either. I wish <laughs> it would just be like Mew or Glaceon, where if you're going to give us the ability to buy the Pokemon, you could also earn it for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think? I. Uh... I think that, and I, I could be misquoting this. I haven't like looked into it too much, but I think that I can recall something called like the 80 20 rule of business. And it's essentially like you get 80% of your like revenue or 80% of your like money from like 20% of your customers and or like players in this scenario. And I think that what we're looking at, and, and I look, I don't mean to rag on them too hard. I think it is a pretty blatant, um, 
example of, hey, we want to make more money. Um, you know, we, 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 we're going to put this out here and we're going to FOMO the hell out of you, which is fear of missing out. And we don't, you know, we're going to make you watch everybody have the shiny new toy and we're going to, you, you got a choice. You either pay us for it or you wait. And I think because if you, if you really play the game like free to play and like you're not spending any money at all, like you don't really have enough gold to buy all the characters anyways. Like it takes time. So like, I think like, that like it's like just let them decide what they want to get right like just let them decide where they want to put their gold because they're not going to be able to get them all for free right away anyways so yeah, yeah not a huge fan it feels a little um exploitive uh, feels a little greedy um but yeah i, I think it's we'll tied in with like the gold inflation at the same time is kind of making it even worse you know it's just like why <laughs> why are you doing this well, it's so interesting, right? Because we talk about like gold inflation and all this stuff. It, it's a made up number that then they made up the increase of the number. It's just weird to think about. But yeah. uh, Crashy's entirely right. I actually think with free to play games, and I could be wrong here, maybe these metrics have shifted, but I remember hearing that it was something like 5% of a player base on a free to play game finances the entire game. Oh, and the other 95% uh, d doesn't do essentially anything uh, hmm. into the game. So it's kind of this weird area where I would love to have a deeper conversation actually about monetization inside this and other free to play games and maybe the best model for it. Because I actually think there are some things that Unite does really well compared to other free to play games. I've, I've played a lot of other mobile free to play games where it's like clogged with ads and you've mm -hmm. got to to not yes. watch oh a, an ad every, oh after every match or you don't get yes. times <laughs> XP and gold and you know all these things. So <laughs> I think there's a, a good conversation to be had around the monetization of Unite and maybe we should have a bigger podcast just about that in general because I think there are a lot of good fixes around it. Without question, they went, hey, if we release these Pokemon for literally one week for gems, every single player who has that, you know, we can mm -hmm. kind of get our claws into that fear of missing out like they're going to buy. And of course, I don't even think they think about this, but literally everyone who wants to make content for the game is also like, bye, yeah. bye, 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 bye. Yeah. And not just that any, any competitive player that like yep. you want to get an edge on a Pokemon, you can't wait a week for everyone else to play it and then you get it right. Yeah, so you it's, have it's to definitely... know. You got to start practicing mm -hmm. it. Uh, Jake, I actually want to jump right back into something you just said. Yeah. Um, you said something like, you know, like, we were we were kind of speculating about like though the five percent might be funding the full game and the rest just kind of does nothing. And I, I'm not saying that you're wrong, um, but what I would want to emphasize in that is that the rest of the player base, it's not that they're not doing nothing. And I, I think you're going to agree with me. It's that that they're adding their presence and their themselves to the game and it makes the game really healthy right like the more no. players the better so oh. <laughs> no <laughs> no how dare the, you the no, reason why i okay <laughs> everyone else get out of pokemon unite <laughs> the reason why i bring that up is because it really does lend itself to the idea of you got to strike that balance right because yes. you cannot drive free-to-play players away from a free-to-play game and have a healthy game like you you need everybody you you need the free-to-play players course. populating lobbies and and keeping queues going and being in high-rated lobbies and being and you know it all throughout the ladder and throughout the game uh, while simultaneously having the whales and the people that are willing to pay so yeah. it, it's this big like symbiotic machine of a of an organism game sure. that you got to keep going so sure yeah. everyone listening you don't no one will force you to buy the battle pass i promise okay i promise 
I I think Crash, you're so right because you you absolutely need both. You need people who are literally financing the game with money, but the game doesn't exist if people aren't contributing to the game with time, even if they are paying or not paying. You need a lot of people involved in this game. As I've said many times, the second those queue times go up to like five minutes a match, good luck. I mean, the game yeah. just starts to continue into like spiraling down, 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 down. So you're right. You need to make free-to-play players happy. You need to make whales happy. And you also need to make sort of this middle ground player, which I bet you in mobile games and with a game like Pokemon Unite, I bet you this is becoming more and more of a category, which is someone who has maybe spent 20 bucks or something mm. like that. That's probably yeah. as much as they're going to spend. Maybe they love Scissor, so they're going to buy that Pokemon. But besides that, they've probably spent 20 bucks on this game. So you need to make them happy as well. Uh, it's, it is a really interesting sort of algorithm that they need to figure out, right? Because, you, yeah, if they drive away free-to-play players... That's the player base. It's got to mm, be mm -hmm. at least 90% of people have not put a dime into this game. Even if it's 80, like Crashy said, if you made 80% <laughs> of the players mad and they left, the game is over in, in a oh, day. Sure. It's gone. It's completely gone. So, yeah, I would love to talk more about monetization. I would also love to talk more about Dodrio, given that it's our first speedster in forever. Let's get into Dodrio a little bit. Um, again, First speedster since the game was released, uh, Zero Aura came essentially free. It still comes free with the game. I just started a new account recently. It's still free after you win 32 games or play 32 games or something like that. And uh, they haven't had one in forever. I've been theorizing that it's one of the most difficult classes to balance because it's either they're amazing or they're absolutely terrible. And we've seen speedsters sort of run that gamut throughout the course of the game where Gengar is so overpowered and then it's useless, then it's so overpowered and useless. Absol has kind of done the same thing. Uh, so here we go. Dodrio, I guess, what are your uh, what are your initial thoughts, Crashy, when you first picked up this Pokemon? Initial thoughts? I, I just think, like, thought it was terrible. Um, it, it's, man, look, like we've had time with it now. Um, I, I just think it's really high skill ceiling and I still like personally don't think it's amazing, but it's not useless. Uh, I never felt like it was like super like CD tier, but I was, I just wasn't really sure. I was like, I don't know what you do with this thing. Like I, like I, I originally started off like, okay, the scoring mechanic on it's really cool where you split your scores in two or in three. And I was like, so maybe you play it like the talent where you just kind of like back cap a lot. And then you really like show up whenever you need to. And I tried that and I had like some like 17,000 damage games where I was like, I was like, okay, this is just not enough. Like I'm doing literally nothing, even though I'm scoring 200, like it's not enough, especially now with Rayquaza's HP change, which we'll talk about. I'm sure, um, you know, it just feels like it's not enough to, to just be a, a scorer the whole game. And then I played games where I was like trying to fight a whole lot and I'm using drill Heck, and now I think like try attack is better and I, I still don't know which one I like more um, jump kick or, or agility and I, I think it's a little subjective and so I think that this Pokemon is it's even something that I probably haven't put enough time on and I think it's way better than I gave it credit for but I still don't know where it falls and I've, I've seen it like do really really great in the hands of really really great players so it has crazy potential um, but I don't know man it's it's definitely not bad Loosh? Uh, the first game I played this Pokemon, I did something at like level five and I was like, hang on a second. You know, I was like, wait, 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 what? And then after playing it time and time again, I started to just think like, okay, someone well-practiced on this Pokemon 
with a high mechanical skill and good macro around the map is going to be an unstoppable force. And we've seen that with players like Lutano. Even a lot of players have been doing it. Joe has been playing it on my team and the dude does like 150k a game and scores like 300 points. I don't know. It, it's just insane. The Pokemon seems really, really strong, but it's definitely a high skill, uh, high skill cap Pokemon. You have to be very good to make it good. Otherwise, it's going to be very bad. And I think that's a really cool place to see a Pokemon. And it almost makes it balanced because it's balanced by the skill of that individual. And it's it's a really cool take on on a Pokemon. And it's better than... I like it more than the usual Speedster style, right? Where it's just like big burst damage. And, and that's it. This has so much versatility. You have um, you have Drillpeck, which can actually be you know utility for your team. No one really takes that move, to be fair. But you have Tri-Attack, which is a lot of constant damage. You have... Agility, which is a full heal with X speed tied in, which is crazy. And then you have Jump Kick, which is an amazing move in its own right. The Unite is it's like a mini Azumarill Unite. It's, it's just so cool. It's such a cool Pokemon. And it has so much utility. The scoring mechanic is amazing. Um, it's a bit disappointing about the whole um, stacking thing. We all thought it was going to stack a little differently. It's a bit disappointing with the way it works, but it, it's, it's kind of cool. But yeah, I definitely think it's a Pokemon with like probably has the most potential in the game if played well, but it's, it's balanced by the amount of skill it takes to play it like that. That makes a lot of sense. I think, so Dodrio, I think, went through an interesting uh, sort of moment with the community. I actually love when a new Pokemon comes out. And I, what I try to do before I, uh, bef I, I try to not do this before I form my own opinion, but I love seeing everyone else's reaction to a Pokemon. For instance, I was playing Scyther and Scissor on release, and we'll get to that in a minute. But I wanted to play it for hours and hours before I message Crashy and before mm -hmm. I try to see kind of what, how everyone's feeling about something. So Dodrio is interesting because when these Pokemon are released on the public test server, they go through obviously some changes on there. We're not sure when they change balance on there. They could be changing it literally every day. We have no idea. So when this Pokemon was on the public test server, Drill Peck was without question the better move. Try attack was terrible. So then when it comes to the game, I think no one tries try attack. And that's actually the move for Dodrio. It's yeah, so much better than Drill Peck right good. now. It's insanely good. And day one, I actually found like, oh, wait, they buffed try attack in a massive way. I think they almost doubled the damage of try attack. And once I kind of found that and sort of it's pairing with razor claw, I thought, oh, this is a seriously great Pokemon, probably high B or a tier. Uh, but you're right, Lush, very skill based. So you have to be very good with this. And it's a very specific play style. And I loved seeing the community hate this Pokemon when it came out. <laughs> Uh, because I was uh, sort of uh, on an island a little bit going, what? This is actually pretty good. I think people didn't realize it because I think everyone was playing the wrong moveset, which is Drill Peck. Mm. I think uh, Drill Peck probably needs some buffs to be reasonable. But Dodrio has been a really cool release in my eyes, uh, mainly because, like you said, Lush, it's good maybe even really good but you have to be good with it and that's a really mm. fun place to put a pokemon rather than um like icy wind glaceon where you can be not a very good player at all and still rack up 100k damage mm -hmm. i like that at least with dodrio you can put up great numbers score a ton and be extremely useful but you actually have to be really good with the pokemon that's a cool place for a release to be rather than Duraludon where the A button is just really brutal, right? Yeah, very true, very true. I agree completely. I think that Dodrio is so cool because it's so unique. It, it's I think people were playing it like it was like Crash was playing it like it was Talonflame. Some people were playing it like it was 
a, an absolute like people just mm-hmm. playing it not like it was dodrio you have to play dodrio like dodrio which is what makes it amazing to me yeah i think it's really fun and i'm so happy with it it's now my most played pokemon this season it's my highest win rate this season even playing nice. it solo i've got like over 60 percent on it right now and that's pretty I, I think for any solo pokemon especially a pokemon that's not an insane carry like a gengar or something i think that's really really solid I think some of the top players could make this Pokemon just unbelievable. And yeah, I have seen it competitive too. So for me, this has been one of my favorite releases that they've ever put into the game for a lot of reasons. There's um, like um when you when you play against and with a Pokemon or like so much, you start to see these like little patterns. And like one of the few patterns I've seen with Dodrio that like it's really annoying because it's mostly whenever I'm playing against it that I've noticed is when you fall behind against the Dodrio, you never catch the score lead. You never catch the score lead because the Dodrio will do everything in its power to constantly back cap 12, 7, you know, 14, 28. And it's like, dude, like we're trying to catch up to macro. Like we're behind. We're behind in levels. We know the fight's already going to be hard. So we we group up, we push. And the next thing you know, Dodrio shows up in the bottom path and then scores again. And you're like, come on, dude. Like we're just trying to catch up. So like that's one of those patterns that I've noticed. So like whenever my team's behind, I'm just like, oh, we're never catching up. I think I've even recorded videos and I'm being like, yep, we're not catching this score. Like we're going to have to win the end fight. Like so, yeah, it, it definitely has crazy potential. And the versatility is like is what shines because it's when you have a Pokemon like, OK, you have Absol amazing at fighting. Yeah, you can run and back cap with it, but that's not its forte. Um, so, you know, it's going to fight, right? You know, it's going to probably be there. Try to pick somebody off. But with Dodrio, you don't really know what the person's going to do with it. Like they could be ready to fight because it can and they could be ready to back cap and it can and they could flank because it can. Like it's it's just so, so much that the person can do with it. So uh, definitely gives of it course, that, uh, that particular edge. The, the ability to like back cap at a Rayquaza and then unite into the fight while it's still happening is yeah. just insane. It, yeah. It's so insane. And one really cool thing, there are certain Pokemon, so backcapping, uh, for people who don't know what we're talking about, this is a strategy where there's offlaning and there's backcapping. There's a lot of different ways to talk about this. Usually when I think of backcapping, it's there's an important objective or something like that happening and someone is peeled off to make a big score. Oftentimes the backcap that you know breaks your heart is when you see your defender trying to score 50 when Rayquaza or Zapdos previously spawns. And you're like... Mammo, where are you? <laughs> like you have these moments, but there are a few Pokemon that actually do this well. Talonflame does it really well because Talon's able to get out of really bad situations with Fly, Flame Charge, uh, and Dodrio does it really well because you can even not score all your points. This is something that I think is really fun. You can see where the enemies are on your mini map. You can put in a dunk or two of your, you know, two thirds of your dunk and then just run away, leave the goal with, you know, 20 on it or something like that. It's really easy to get away with agility. So when I'm thinking of back capping, I'm thinking of an important fight's happening. You've peeled off to do something. And there are only a few Pokemon that can do this well. Dodrio is definitely one of them. And that is really cool because on many other Pokemon, you're almost throwing the game away. Mm hmm. It's, and it, it it wasn't like it's always been like that with Zapdos and it wasn't really like that with Rayquaza. Um, mm. But now Rayquaza's health is very tiny or, or much more mm. small. It, it went from like 9700 to like 7500 or something like that. I forget the exact number. Um, but yeah, it went down a, a pretty considerable amount. 
And so the risk of back capping when you're not someone that can do it very quickly and get back and, and make good value out of it is it's definitely there. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, you, you you see like your four teammates and then you have like one person back capping who's not really a good back capper, not someone that can get back fast. And you if they see that they're either going to rip it or rip a fight against us. And like you can try as four people to run away from five like you can disengage, but it doesn't always work. And, and then, yeah, the game could be over very quickly so back capping is definitely a, a skill if you know how to do it right you can get some good value out of it but could be also a throw yeah it's one of those really dangerous things and it's cool that this pokemon does that pretty well i mean that's that's another cool thing about dodrio we can i guess let's uh maybe hit on a couple dodrio builds that we've liked and we can start talking about because we have so many pokemon to talk about here i i've been loving stacking on it i've been double stacking a lot i've been loving floatstone i've been loving floatstone in general floatstone, <laughs> yeah. which we could yeah, talk about me too, me too. i love floatstone. uh razor claw i think is probably the best item on dodrio because it feels like every single thing it does is to set it up for its next big boosted attack so you're kind of just getting these huge chunks of damage but what have you been playing on it Lush? Uh, I'm doing Razor, Attack Weight, and Floatstone, like exclusively. Like I love those three items on it, and I love those three items on a lot of Pokemon right now. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really loving uh, that build on it because yeah, as you said, you, you get a lot of like, it, you, when you first play these Pokemon, your initial thought is, oh, I guess I don't basic attack that much because then my gauge goes away. But once you start playing around like agility and the tri attacks and in between, you find that you're actually doing a lot of basic attacks in between everything. So yeah, Razor Claw is like a no brainer. Yeah, how about you, Crashy? It's, it's the same build. Yeah, I, I haven't even really... Like, ever <laughs> since I put those items on, I think that's the first build I put on. I'd have to go back and, like, watch one of my first videos on it, but I'm pretty sure that's the first build I put on, and I was like, yeah, I don't see a point. Like, And the crazy thing is, is, like, it, it's just because of the scoring mechanic. Although it's, it's not amazing with the stacking, it's because of that scoring mechanic that I'm using attack weight with it so much anyways, because I'm not really laning it. I, I mostly jungle or try to jungle invade when I play Dodrio. I really like jungle invading with it, but I actually think like just being a jungler with it is like really really nice or like you know center position i i'm gonna be in caster talk sometimes when i'm hanging out with jake um <laughs> center path what, what's center position i don't understand yeah, what's jungle <laughs> Who's going, you're not going to the central area you mean <laughs> the central area oh my gosh oh caster speak but yeah so yeah i do just like putting it in the in the in the jungle and throwing on attack weight and i'll get i know i'm getting those scores in so um but yeah the razor claw what when i put the razor claw on there was like a few games I, I remember vividly where I was between razor and muscle because mm -hmm. I was jumping in and I was like, Oh, once the agility bar is done, I was like, but it was cause I didn't understand the character. I was like, once the agility bar is done, I'm kind of in. And it, I was also using drill packs. So I was like, I'm kind of in like, let me throw on muscle and kind of like bounce around. I don't actually hate that. I might revisit that a little bit, like playing some drill pack with muscle band. Um, but if you're playing like try attack, even with drill pack, I, I just think though, Drio and razor claw are like, you know, they're, they're, they're hand in hand. They go, they go really great together. I mean, Razor Claw in general, I've always felt was like a speedstery item. I mean, minus Gengar, but very, very speedster oriented burst kind of item. So, Yeah, I, I love Razor Claw. My first build was also Razor, Attack Weight, Floatstone. I love that build. Uh, for a little while, I was messing around with Score Shield, but you don't even need it. Yeah, you don't need it on the Pokemon. Um, mm -hmm. It's better on Talon. Like Talon, I actually feel like there's a lot of value for a Score Shield because you have to score the entire amount. But with Dodrio, you don't. So even if you get interrupted after scoring part of your you know, AOS uh, energy, you still put a lot of points on the board. So I don't really need a Score Shield. I like... Uh, right now, I'm running... 
uh, Razor, Attack Weight, Aos Cookie, and I found the extra health. I mean, when you're talking you, about you double stack, you? I double stack. I have tried this before. Yeah, I know that this is shocking news. Are we recording video? Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, I love this because it has a low health pool. One of the lowest in the game, not the lowest, but it's one of the lowest health pools in the game. So when you stack your Aos Cookie, I mean, you're effectively increasing your health a massive amount I, it's mm. almost 20 percent or something like that which is pretty huge especially when you get good at sort of the in and out of combat thing you know an extra 1400 or so health is pretty massive oh, it's a big deal yeah pokemon so Definitely i i love that um i would love to talk more about dodrio if you guys had anything else but we also have scissor uh coming up next so any final thoughts on dodrio um it takes a lot to learn the final thoughts, something I, I mean, we obviously talked about like the mechanics of it, but specifically like learning to aim and move with this character. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. that is like, it's so unique. Um, so that's, that's like part of the linchpin, right? Like you, you figure that out. You're going to start to unlock the potential of the character. You, you, yep. you realize how much you're playing with the left stick and not both sticks. I mean, when you're try attack, you're using the right stick too, but, um, and this is obviously for a controller, but when you figure out that you're, you're playing primarily with your movement, it's really interesting. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Our next Pokemon released, Scizor and Scythor, plus a piece of Hollowware that is pretty nice for Scissor only. We'll get into that. <laughs> Once again, a gems only release for the first week. But boy, maybe they saved a lot of people a headache with this one. Uh, I'll start off by saying this is the worst Pokemon they have ever released in Pokemon Unite. It's absolutely awful. I don't know what happened to this Pokemon on the public test server, but Scissor was good, and now it's horrible. Scyther, I, there is some light at the end of the tunnel, but this Pokemon needs some massive help, uh, in my opinion, to be useful at all. It has the lowest win rate in the game. I've never seen a win rate this low on every single build. And unlike Dodrio, I don't think it's going to skyrocket in a week once people figure out how to play it. I think it will get better, but I think this Pokemon is just crazy undertuned. And I, I'm honestly kind of scratching my head as to what happened with, with this release, but let's get into it. Crashy. What are your thoughts on uh scissor Scyther? Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's almost like a chicken and the egg thing. Like, I wonder how much their PTS balance to like to launch is impacted by their own data or by like reception to the bonds because we all played scissor and we were like, holy hell, like bullet punch is crazy. Like Scyther doesn't feel that great. It feels okay. Like you can do, you can dash around and auto attack. Like that's, that was like the sentiment. And then it's completely flip flopped, right? Like Scyther is like the much more viable version of this Pokemon or like evolution path for this Pokemon. And scissor just, it just feels like it does nothing, man. Like it's, it's got this like movement that's good. And it has like a little bit, bit of sustain but there's no damage and the sustain isn't high enough so it's like it quite literally feels like three-fourths of a pokemon or like a half a pokemon where you could just pick anything else and have uh, more value um i i i I like have hope that there's like a little bit of viability to it but again it's like when you look at strength it's all relative and there's no pick ban phase so it's all if you're gonna put something in jungle you can pick something stronger if you're gonna pick something in lane you can pick something stronger so it's definitely on the very very bottom tier uh scyther i think actually has a crazy skill ceiling like i think that like getting really good at like maneuvering this character so that way because it's really squishy where you don't die and you can get your resets and then kind of like pop off in a fight it almost feels like you're like surf spamming with greninja and you're you're just kind of like 
getting everything going. That feels really, really good. Um, so yeah, I like I like Scyther a lot, but yeah, Scizor, not so much. Not so much. Lush? I think Scyther's nuts. I think Scyther is genuinely nuts. Like, yeah, I it's think the lowest win rate right. ever. Let me look at that. <laughs> yeah, because it's a high skill oh, cap. Crazy. I genuinely believe Scyther. Scyther so itself is nuts. It, it's just like the stuff you can do with this Pokemon is, is to me, mind-blowing within a fight. You can enter and, and, and disengage from a fight like three times <laughs> and just come in and out, in and out, in and out, and just like wipe a person out every time. Uh, the Unite's really solid if it's lined up properly. It does a lot of damage. I think Scyther has a lot of potential, and it's going to be a while before we see what it can truly do. I think Scizor would be a great Pokemon in a different game. I think Scizor just doesn't fit in this game. I think that we ha we're at a point now where all of our all-rounders one-shot everybody, and Scizor doesn't do damage. It, it, it sustains decently. It's got good mobility and good tools in its kit. It just the numbers aren't high enough. It's just a numbers thing with Scizor right now. I think if Scizor's numbers went like way 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 up <laughs> then i think it would be a decent pokemon i think the design is good but at the state that we're at now with all rounders needing to be essentially just tanky speedsters that blow everyone up sizzle just doesn't fit in and it's not going to get any play I, yeah I, I really like that you brought that up because it really does kind of take us back to that conversation we had about like all rounders and that that's been my thought like i i really do feel like all rounders are they just do too much damage to me and they do too much damage. The funny thing is, is that looking at Scizor in its current position, I I think that it, it still isn't like a balanced all-rounder. I think it's actually still a weak all-rounder, but I think that Scizor could use like slight damage or sustained buffs because either one of those is value, right? Like you just have to think about value. And then I think a lot of the other all-rounders could use nerfs. Like they could, they could come yeah. down in damage yeah. um, because like... Look at a Pokemon like, and this is kind of a little off topic, sorry, uh, but look at a Pokemon like Zeraora. Like, is Zeraora bad? No. Like, kind, kind of, but kinda. why? But, like, why? Because, like, relatively speaking, you could just, like, play an all-rounder. <laughs> or, like, you could just, like, pick a different speedster. So, yeah. it puts speedsters in this position where you're either the big boy one-shot character or you're just, like, not good at all. Or, or and then you have Talon, who's, like, a little bit more versatile, and Dojira that's a little bit more versatile. Um, but, yeah, mm. so all-rounders are in a weird spot uh, where... They got to be really, really good or they're just like not good at all. And the other thing about it is like, don't we have like 10 of them? Don't we have like 10 all around? Like, <laughs> there's so much to choose from. So it's like, man, there's just so much. So yeah, Scizor. Uh, definitely, yeah, Scizor just definitely like, it feels weak even in like, if that was the, like if around us were balanced, it would feel a little bit weaker than them still. What are, what are some it's, of the damage numbers y'all have gotten in Scizor games? Like what have y'all seen? Dude, what's crazy is I'll be playing a game and I'm like the whole time fighting, popping off in my head, in the other character, I'm like, this is like 150k damage game. Mm -hmm. I look at the screen, I'm like 85k, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, I was hitting everyone all game, and it's just mind-blowing. What about you guys? What have what you would, What would you say is like your average damage game, Scizor? 50 to 60? Like I'd like say 40. probably closer to 40. Yeah, I feel like yeah. mine's like 40. So here's the crazy thing. If you could consistently get between 40 and 60, like, you know, normal mm. game or like a really, really good game, but if your recovery was like 35k, 45k, then I could be like, yo, this Pokemon is not blowing everything up, but you're not really taking him down either. You know, mm. I think if that's where like bullet punch is like niche was, dude, I'd be all about it because then you throw like a focus band on it. Maybe you you stack a cookie and you throw on a potion and you mm. just because I tried this like tanky build with it. I'm not going to lie. I didn't hate it, but I'm not doing any damage, you know? Yeah. And mm. so. I dude, if that was the niche of this Pokemon where it's like, holy hell, this thing is because scissors a steel type, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, could you imagine if it's just like this tanky, like this this thing <laughs> that just like doesn't die, and it's like you always yeah. get it close to death. You like you see that health bar like really pinching down, and then it goes boom, 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 and it just punches itself back up. Like, oh my god, that'd be so cool. And, and for anyone listening wondering, the reason my number is a little higher on damage is because I literally run like razor glow weakness policy X attack on my disorder, <laughs> yeah. trying to get as much damage you're, as I possibly you're can. Just pumping, pumping yeah. damage. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I would love it, actually. Maybe if they kept the damage, I still think they need to tune it up a little bit. But yeah. maybe if they kept the damage similar. But yeah, raise its sustain through the roof because then it has an interesting niche inside the game. Right really? now, I mean, on and outside of uh, how good Lush is or how good some of like the top players are in this in this game, let's talk about not our damage numbers. Um, as a group of players who are all pretty good, at least, uh, let's talk about the damage numbers we see on allies, which are 30k and under every single game with either Pokemon, with either Scyther mm, or Scissor. That, that so is true. Scyther is a separate conversation, but Scissor, when I have an ally who's a Scissor, they are beyond useless. I thought Dodrio players were going to be beyond useless because it's a really mechanically intense Pokemon and it's very different from everything else. Having a Scyther or a Scissor on your team is like a death sentence. I swear you have an AFK all game, basically. They do nothing. And I think that's super <laughs> unfortunate. It's mm-hmm. super unfortunate. I mean, yeah, I've, I I've think had... The I was gonna say I've had like a 24 game K game like and I was like trying you know what I mean like I fell behind and then I was like I can't recover Uh, I've definitely done like 35k before yeah you know what I mean like oh what is this yeah like it's it's tough like I think that a big reason is yes sizzle stats are too low and Scyther's skill ceiling is very high so I think that Mm -hmm. on those two things a lot of just you know just pick up and play players and and I have seen in other MOBAs like so I played Smite for a long time and I'm sure you played Smite a lot too Jake and I'm sure you remember um was a Persephone the whole rework because at a high skill level, that Pokemon was played incredibly, but no uh-huh. casual could play it. That so then they fun. they did they did a whole rework on it, and it was amazing. Was, yeah. Persephone the Pokemon. <laughs> Persephone the Pokemon got a whole rework. Yeah, uh, but no, I I know exactly what you're talking about, and I think, like, it's like four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's tough because uh, they do have to they do have to strike a balance between. It can't be that a player who's amazing is so good that they delete the entire game, but you can't have a player on your team pick a Pokemon and they'd Mm. be so detrimental that they do absolutely nothing. And I feel like that's the place we're at right now with Scissor and Scyther. I want to talk a little bit about Scyther because I've been very negative about this Pokemon, but I feel like I'm just trying to be realistic. Uh, (laughs) I think people are, I honestly, I think people are being way too nice about this Pokemon. I think it's truly abysmal in so many ways. (laughs) And I've been trying to be nice about it and trying to find the silver lining. Even Scyther, who I agree is so much better than Scissors, so much better than the PTS. Is there a Pokemon where you would say, I'm happy to replace it with Scyther? Because I can't think of any Pokemon where I go, okay, good get blank off my team throw a scyther in there well see that's what the, would it, that's the problem because like i think scyther excels in jungle and jungle is always going to be the most contested role and i mean mm. like we're, we're still in a game like especially when it comes to solo queue there's so many great solo queue picks for jungle mm-hmm. you have greninja you have gengar you have yep. absol you have del fox so it's like re- again relatively speaking when it comes to talking about like would i really rather have scyther it's like no i don't think it's that good but i don't think like the pokemon itself is 
bad. I think it's mm. high skill ceiling and has a, like a high risk, high reward because if you can play it really, really well, you can get a ton of value off of it. But at the same time, you can absolutely get either similar or the same, if not more value out of another Pokemon a little easier and like a little bit more guaranteed. Um, so, yeah. And, and what I find with Scyther is that like it's really squishy. So sometimes I'm like, I'm about mm. to go in and I like, I know I'm going to blow everything up and then boom, I'm dead. And I'm like, oh, I was so close to pulling it off. Right? Yeah. Like, you just um, get vault tackled one time. And you're like, well, yeah, there I go. I'm gone. I, I love Scyther, man. I genuinely like, I'd be so happy to see this in my jungler, even in like a team. I love Scyther. I love I, I, when, when I play it, I feel strong. You know, when I've played it with that, that like plays it well, I felt like, wow, like a really solid Pokemon. Like just the, the tools it has, right? It's, I, I think I get excited when any Pokemon has mechanics in this game. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Right? I like the ability to... Because it, it, double hit is great, right? And dual wing beat, aside from the aiming, which I don't know what they were thinking with aiming. I, I don't know what they were thinking I think it, I think that's maybe a bug, honestly. It, I, I, I think so. they've, they've kind of I got... I truly that hope wrong. so. Because <laughs> that, is, that is abysmal. Um, I think the money's really cool. Uh, I think its damage needs... I don't know what it needs because if the damage goes up, people like... I'm sure you guys have seen like your Scolded play it, right? Mm -hmm. People like that are gonna... It's gonna be silly. They're gonna be doing 220k a game murdering yeah. everyone. Yes. But the casual players are doing more. So I don't know how you really fix the problem with this Pokemon. Well, we've talked about how maybe how to fix Scissor, and I think that could be a cool change. They It needs a little... Mm -hmm. But the sustain, it makes sense because that feels like what it's built around. For Scyther, it's weird because you have an all-rounder and you kind of have a speedster in one Pokemon, mm -hmm. right? And I think for a speedster like Scyther to be viable, you probably need to tick up the damage slightly, but you're right. They tune it even just a hair too much, and all of a sudden mm -hmm. it's 5 KOing everyone every game. Because this Pokemon yep. can already string together Penta mm -hmm. KOs in really impressive ways. But maybe even Scyther needs... I don't know. Maybe it needs a little more lifesteal, or maybe it even needs a little more health or defense it seems weird to say this mm. but maybe instead of tuning up its defense uh, excuse me instead of tuning up its attack maybe it just needs a little defense fix the bug with its targeting and then all of a sudden you could at least say it's a very solid pokemon i find it interesting that mm. you think it's here's the thing that i'll say about it if you're great with scyther i would rather you be great with 10 other pokemon and you'll get more value so even if someone's great with scyther why wouldn't they play Delphox or Gengar or Greninja or all, all the Pokemon? I can see they're, they're, all, they're all better at a high level. Every single one of them is better at a high level than Scyther. And that's it's not and that's close. where like the the balance conversation for a lot of these comes into play, right? Because like you always have that that conversation of like, oh, if X player is good at Y Pokemon, then it can be good. And it's like that's true to a point, mm. but at, at some point, if you take, you know, programmed AI and you put it on X or Y Pokemon, the programmed AI is going to get more value out of the stronger Pokemon. So, so I absolutely agree. And it's like, th this is where, again, I hate, I feel like I bring up Pickban every single episode, <laughs> but this is where like Pickban starts I don't remember. to, you've, you've talked about <laughs> we, we talked about before? that. <laughs> Are we recording yeah, video? Yeah. Are we doing that? <laughs> yeah. So it's. If we had picked Ban, then there would be times where, like, you pick Scyther because they picked something else or because something was banned. And so, like, in this weird world of just, like, the way that Unite works now, it's like, yeah, for sure, I can definitely say that it's not the highest tier, but it has so much potential because of what it can do. Um, so, it's weird. You know, we're sitting here thinking about how we should buff it, and, like, the reality is it, it might not even need buffs. We might just need, like, a... Mm. 
a shift in the way that we view the game or or a shift in the way that the game is played for some of these Pokemon to be viable. And I'm always of the I'm kind of always of the thinking that like not everything can be viable in a MOBA anyway. Like it's just mm-hmm. like it's impossible. No, it's impossible to balance everything. Yeah. yeah. What I think sure. about Scyther, like is like some of the a lot of Pokemon are they're better at different things, of course. Like Gengar is gonna do more burst for sure. Same with like, you know, Absol. Same with like Delfox. Delfox's dashes and at kiting potential very, very strong with its damage. The thing with Scyther that I like about it is the the unpredictability of an enemy Scyther if they're good. You have no idea where they're gonna move next, where they're gonna mm-hmm. move to, and it's very hard to read. That's what I really like about this Pokemon, and that's what I think it does differently to others. It can move around a fight in a way that you genuinely don't know where it's going to go next. It can hit you with a dual wing beat and come at you, or it can go left, right, backwards, then double hit another way, come back in, reset, move again. You get what I mean? It's It's got so many tools that other Pokemon don't have, so I think that its skill set is different to most other Pokemon. That's kind of where I sit on the Pokemon. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong, and I think I'm overly critical of this Pokemon, and I don't like boiling conversations down to pick something else, because there was a mm. meta just recently, and it, we're still on the edges of it where literally three Pokemon were so good yeah. that to pick anything else is almost going into the match with a massive. They're still pretty great. So still, <laughs> and that's what I was doing. They're still kind of amazing. So, um, but so I don't love conversations like it's like, why just pick something else? But I feel mm. like this Pokemon more than many others really is not doing itself any favors <laughs> in the meta with so many things that are kind of sparkly and really good. And then you've got this Pokemon, but I, yeah, I, I I agree with all the points you made about Scyther. Um, obviously, no one's defended Scissor. Uh, but <laughs> I've all. tried to make it work, man. Because you know me, I always like I was I was on the Zoomal train long before the buffs, right? So I I always try to make something work, and Scissor just is not it. It's what I will it. also say is I don't think I don't know how to really balance this in my brain, but I don't think judging a Pokemon based off the um. 20 best people to play the game is a great way to judge it because they're not going to be playing that Pokemon. So it's not always like when I see some of the most cracked players in the world playing a Pokemon, I just think, boy, people are unaware of the skill difference. Like the, <laughs> I think the skill difference between Lush and I is probably pretty big. And I think I'm really good at Pokemon Unite. So he bet, uh, he bet player. But uh, but so th- so there's that. Or when I see, you know, uh, Mame or Scolded, Chris Heroes or something like that, you pick up these Pokemon. They're like, they got 30 KOs with this build. And I think <laughs> you won't. Whoever's watching this, you won't. I can assure you, you won't. Uh, so I, I don't always think seeing Toon play Scyther is a great example of what's going on with that Pokemon. But e- either way, I just think... Uh, for me, this has just been such a bummer release. Let's talk about the Hollower really quick. Why on <sighs> earth is it not on Scyther? I'm so sad. It's so weird. Why I'm would so they do sad. that? It would. It, it's a split evolution. It makes no sense. Scissor and Scyther are two of my favorite Pokemon of all time, and I was like, oh my god, I can wear like this cool like keep hood on like both of them. And then like me not having a brain, just like I literally bought it without looking because I was like, there's no way it's not on both. It, it's a split evolution, but, but no, it's not. I think um, this is where I get to be traditional crashy here and um (laughs) i just (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. i think like (laughs) looking at this it it, it is one of the most bizarre things i've seen because it it is it's them releasing a hollowware as they do releasing Mm -hmm. it for x amount of currency as they do you know at a premium cost and it is the most lazy thing i've ever seen 
to see them just like not to discount it because it's on one of the evolutions not to have modeled it out to fit on scyther not to have uh you know put like a little tagline on it or a little thing that says you know scyther only hollowware like to literally release it as a as any other hollowware for any other pokemon and it have the same like what 20 dollar premium cost usd and then it's like it's not the same it's not you you do not get the same value out of this hollowware that you get on another 20 dollar hollowware and so i don't know it feels like it feels like a like a fish hook like it feels like mm. like a like a, hey do we get them you know what i mean like did we did we get them yes. so it's it's bizarre it's really bizarre and i don't you know i don't want to i'm ragging on them enough i don't want to go any deeper and say like they did this on purpose but it, it feels a little lazy it feels a little lazy at least it's a little mean. yeah i i think it's bizarre it's just so weird it should be on both and i understand we'll, we'll get a 40 dollar one that is right like we'll get a we'll get a crazy cool forty dollar one mean, that's on both. I, I, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll never be playing the Pokemon again, but I truly hope so. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, I am so excited for when they inevitably buff this Pokemon because I think it'll be scary. That was really cool. It'll be scary, and uh, yeah. Scizor will be scary. You can choose when your iframe is when you evolve. That's going to be so scary if it's good. I love that. By the way, what, <laughs> cool, be so what scary. a cool thing that you can just like wait and then tap that button for bullet punch. But then again, <laughs> you've just sealed your fate by picking. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why it's bad. Yeah, they're like, look, we gave you the whole iframe, so. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the balance patch uh that just came to the game uh alongside a a few big changes so we had changes to uh the big three uh evil pokemon mew mime and glaceon we also had a rayquaza hp change we had some insane buffs for buzzwool and azumarill and some nice things across the board come to the game uh let's start really quick i just want to touch on the big three pokemon i think my take on this balance patch is it wasn't supposed to come this fast, actually. Um, I think they, for Mew, Mime, and Glaceon, I don't think they had these nerfs ready to go. I think they were just like, okay, let's tune them back a little bit because these nerfs feel like not enough to bring these Pokemon completely down to earth with the rest of the mm. game. But I think they saw what was going on, planned on putting a few maybe Azumarill Buzzwool buffs into the game and went, we're just going to tune each one of these Pokemon back uh, during that time frame. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that, but I think these aren't the full nerfs that we would see for those three Pokemon, especially Mew, who I believe is profoundly overpowered, like one of the craziest Pokemon ever. Strongest Pokemon we've ever seen in the game. Yeah. Like if Mew doesn't get nerfed drastically then it will be the only attacker like ever played for the rest of United's history. Like that no one will ever like that. That's, that's what's sad about it, right? Like competitively, like no one's going to play anything else ever. Insert crashy pick band moment. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No, I think, um, I don't know. Um, again, typical crashy here, always (laughs) whining, always complaining. Um, no, I think, um, I think the only thing that you can say about, about a patch like this is that it, because it didn't do enough per se it needed to happen faster and mm-hmm. i'm always gonna want to see like i mean look i think asking for a patch every two weeks is that's a, that's a big ask um at times but i think if they were able to find this balance between like oh let's hit like a tiny it's it's like sorry i'm all over the place it's like cleaning your room 
you could wait a month to clean your room and your room is super dirty or you could clean it like every few days do a little pickup clean it every you guys week clean your room? you get my point though like it's like about it's like about letting all these issues Getting accumulate every yeah. single episode, every episode we talk about, about cleaning the cleaner. room <laughs> I have so no, many coffee cups everywhere. I feel no, like they you're, you're, they you're so right, dude. You're so right. <laughs> it, it's it was a long time between balance changes. We had these Pokemon who are overpowered for a while, and it feels like they could move a little quicker. I don't know if I heard Lush say this the other day. Someone said this, and I think it's so true. Is I think this team and the ability to churn things out, I think they're smaller and and like less able to move as quickly as we think uh i I think this team is smaller maybe than we expect and they're not able to do things that quick that being said i think when you see numbers like this when you see the pick rate and win rate for mime uh i feel like it it's in sylveon territory of yeah emergency like they did an emergency nerf cool but boy this needed a big one a big one yeah, it needed it needed more. Like right now, Psyche feels a little more balanced. Power swap is actually the problem. I feel the movie's way too strong, and um, confusion is still. In- Mime, Mime's weird, man. Mime's a weird Pokemon. And just again, this is going to come down to like, like the same thing I had my conversation about all rounders and like like what they're supposed to be for their archetype. It's the same thing I could say about supports. What are supports supposed to be? You know, like and and, and then it, it like it comes down to mine more specifically, especially like in current meta. Um, like, wh- is this thing supposed to be a healer or is it supposed to be tanky or is it supposed to be to do damage? And if it's supposed to do all three, then can we pull it back on all three uh, or can we push it in one <laughs> direction? Like because you can have a support that is very damaging damage focused but you have to pull back the other two things right like it just comes down to like what is this thing doing and and, and can you recognize I that think, it's doing too much of everything i think the perfect example of like you're pulling back the other thing is so look at wigglytuff right wigglytuff has a lot of crowd control it can really burst down a carry it can do a lot of damage it doesn't have sustain you mm-hmm. can't have all three you can have two of the three i think if you're a support but you can't have all three yeah i uh i think they do have a difficult they have a difficult system set up because Pokemon inside of Pokemon, the mainline games, they're not like, this is a supporter. This is a defender. Yeah. They're not yeah. uh, only that thought process. They have like, you know, you have Pokemon like a Mew. Literally, it's stats inside a mainline game are crazy. So when you bring it into the game, they think, like, yeah, make it crazy. But that kind of doesn't work for a MOBA. <laughs> so it is interesting. And I sometimes I feel like harping on the balance of the game is always a little too... I don't know. It's a, a little weird because like we've said earlier, there are always going to be a few Pokemon that are kind of better than the others. That's every game, every yeah. meta. They're always there are always a few things that are much better uh than the others, but I think this little emergency or not emergency nerf, this little balance change came with some nerfs to the big 3, but it didn't maybe hit them enough. I'd like to talk about yeah. Azumarill. I, I think just uh, just real quick before we move oh, on yeah. to Azumarill. Yeah, I like I think that to me, it's like I don't understand the justification of like how they nerfed Mew so so like it was such a tiny nerf when something like Cramorant was nerfed like patch after patch after patch after patch, <laughs> right? And then Mew has been hit with this tiny little thing that changed nothing. <laughs> you know, it, it still does like three thousand. In my brain, I think what they do, and I could be wrong about this, but I think what they try to do is they want a Pokemon, especially a popular Pokemon, I guarantee Mew is incredibly mm-hmm. popular. Mm-hmm. They see it picked a ton. Well, we can see pick rates. Uh, and I think they don't want to take a super exciting popular Pokemon 
and immediately just nerf it into the ground and make it unusable. Mm -hmm. So they have this weird process of going like, all right, it's overpowered. Let's scale it back a little, a little, yeah. a little, a little, a little. I think they, they don't know how to nerf Mew. I think they have no idea how to nerf Mew because oh, how right. do you nerf it? <laughs> like, It's got to be damage across the board. I mean, solar beam's insane. You get it at level one. It, yeah, surf half health yeah, you it's, and you it's can funny, enhance during it and like I feel like you could just pull the SP like numbers down a bit. Like but that's the thing, you can't pull it down too much and it's you're yeah, balance, balance is hard, man. In balance, especially uh, balance in MOBAs with no pick ban, it, it is hard. It's very hard because like you okay, so you pull Mew back and then what takes its place, right? Like if you pull it back too far. Yeah. And if you pull it back a little bit like they've done, then it still reigns like supreme. And that's not always a bad thing either. I do think it's still overtuned. But my point is that even if you were to pull Mew back to just strong, it still just might be the best just strong pick in the game. So yeah. it's weird. I, I think because of the way that the game is set up, it would be best for them just to make a lot of passes at balance. Like, you know, you, you do a balance patch in two weeks and then three weeks from that and then maybe two weeks from that and then three weeks from that and you mm. try to it doesn't have to be 100 consistent every couple weeks but like you try to make passes at it and you try to like look at the feedback and you try to um you know make your own decisions about what they want the game to be and what they want their pokemon strength to be and then um and then you just react right like it's the 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 free-to-play dev to player relationship is very symbiotic like you know they, yeah. they got to listen to us we got to give to them they got to give to us you know and so on and so forth no, i agree and i have a message to the devs there's no excuse anymore let venusaur eject during solo beam thank you oh yeah i mean if you can <laughs> no do it i mean anymore. if you can do it why not <laughs> you can agility and eject during solo beam yeah that's true uh azumarill i really want to talk about azumarill and we could talk about buzzwell in this conversation too two pokemon that release super Wait. undertuned even if some people disagree uh <laughs> these pokemon needed some love and now all of a sudden i think both of them are really really solid azumarill i mean it's weird i mean you change the evolution from three from four excuse me from level five to level four and now all nice. of a sudden you can play this pokemon in path with no issue you will get your level four easily you'll evolve you'll get you meant to say lane uh every <laughs> single one of its moves has been <laughs> dialed back a level so you get water pulse plus at level 12 now instead of 13 you're essentially i mean the what they've done to Azumarill is one of the biggest buffs they've ever put into the game. It's just Agreed. crazy, crazy good. I this Pokemon, I think, is so didn't even need it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think it. I think it needed it, but it, it, it's it's weird because I. I don't hate it, um, but it's very strong. Like I know when I'm fa like uh, standing across the lane from Azumarill, I'm like, like I don't know if I can fight this thing. Um, mm -hmm. It does crazy burst damage with Aqua Tail. It feels like it has really good sustain with Water Pulse. Um, it's just oof, rough. Mm. Yeah, rough I, th I think. Look, I, really I think it did need it did need some love because all rounders are so incredibly broken, right? And even though I feel like it was a good Pokemon, it didn't live up to the rest of them. And mm -hmm. now, like the Whirlpool set feels amazing, better than it ever has. But what did they do to Aqua Tail? Yeah, what, Aqua what Tail, did they? You know, it's weird because they buffed it a couple patches ago. And now you just you get it a level earlier, and you got the and cool you healed a full. You healed, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy good. Yeah, it's, it's really, really strong. It's so strong. It, it, it's it's actually hard to not do 100k with this move. Like it's actually hard not to if you're just swinging it out there. It, it's so strong. Um, and Azu being a Pokemon that like it spams its unite so frequently, getting it a level earlier is so big. 
especially eight to nine, that takes a while in that in that point of the mid game when you're not like a jungler, right? Right after the laning phase, getting that eight to nine, that's that's a whole nother like extra unite throughout a game. And that's a mm -hmm. really big deal. Really big deal. Yeah, yeah, I mean a lot a lot about Pokemon Unite is tempo and when you have mm -hmm. some of these level eight unite characters, like you recognize that like even if they're not the best character, like sometimes you can gain a lot of tempo and then you can carry that throughout the game. Um, so yeah, yeah I like think you and Glaceon, they get away with it, you know, I, I think, yeah, dude, oh my gosh, Glaceon, <laughs> like even now, like Glaceon jungle, like, and I, I really like running energy amp on Glaceon jungle because you can like get your level eight, you can go to like eight minute Altaria, you can like pop an ult if the enemy jungler contests you, you can kill them and then you can go farm and get your, your unite move back for mm. Regieleki or bottom Regis. It's yeah, like, it's, it's like, dude, what is that? Like, that's so <laughs> much tempo. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, I think, I think level eight unites are interesting. I've always been kind of of the mind that I just wished everybody got their unite at nine, but, um, mm -hmm. I've always been that way, but it's an interesting balance tool. So I don't, I don't hate it. It's unique to unite, which I think is cool. Um, but it's yeah, really definitely, cool. definitely something oh. to talk about when you're talking about Azumarill, cause that is a very strong Pokemon oh. that also has tempo built into its so, like evolutions. This is the weird thing, right? So Azumarill now, like it seems so strong and like broken, like it's not broken, right? It's just really strong. And it's it's still not like that was a good buff because even though that's the biggest buff we've like ever seen, are you still gonna pick that over Age Slash in a competitive team? Probably not, right? You can, you know, we we did some um we were playing in the Ground Zero League and we were doing the finals against Renaissance, right? And mm -hmm. so we um we tried a game with the Zoom and a game with Age Slash, and they both had their like strengths. It didn't feel like one was weaker than the other. And that's what we need to see more of in this Play game. We need to see different Pokemon. <laughs> Play <laughs> both. Do <Yeah>. it. <laughs> 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 but, uh, a Buzzwall, on the other hand, a Pokemon also that uh, released uh, one of the funnest Pokemon to play with such a I cool love kit. Buzzle. I and love it. Boy, it's they so brought it into this it's game so, so weak, uh, which was weird because I I swear it was another PTS moment mm -hmm. where this felt really it solid. Absolutely was yeah. absolutely was um, it? Well, remember in PTS it had level eight Unite too, and then they nerfed oh, that yeah. they nerfed that pre-launch, so we knew it wasn't getting level eight Unite coming to live. And I was like, because I I think the first video I made on Buzzwall was like level eight Unite, like holy hell, like um. But I remember Leech Life being I loved Leech Life on on mm -hmm. PTS, and I was like, dude, that's so good. And then I like it hit live, and I was like, I don't know. And now Buzzwall feels like pretty solid, man. You got a you got a yeah. big a big muscle gauge, and you leech life someone. You're 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 almost full healing or doing a lot of heals for yourself, and you're taking a lot from them while seeing them. So, mm. um, yeah, I don't know. I've I've been having a lot of fun with this Pokemon lately. Same think, uh, across the board stat increases, uh, yeah, a mega punch increase, smackdown increase, fell stinger increase, leech life increase, and it was buffed uh, a mm -hmm. patch before. But sorry, Lush, go ahead. Under, yeah, all I was gonna say is like, so Buzzwall to me has always been really strong from like level five to level eight, right? In that little window, it was like the strongest Pokemon in the game, yeah, like very strong 30 early. seconds. You know, um, the early needed that love, the Mega Punch and the uh, the Felstinger. That's massive. Please let Mega Punch go over walls and make the circle make sense. But everything else, like, is is really solid about it now. It actually does damage. You can secure in lane. You can sorry in path, and you can do some like better things that you couldn't before. You know, um, level five is still really strong now. Whichever move you pick is solid. I actually find myself playing Smackdown now, which I thought I would never do. Um, my only gripe with Buzzwall is the fact that everything gets interrupted by everything. Any micro stun just stops everything you do, and I just really don't like that about it. 
Yeah, it still probably could use a little love there because it does feel like at times if the enemy team's smart, they can shut Buzzwall down pretty hard. Mm -hmm. But it also has a really cool, you know, uh, it snowballs really well. As soon as it gets a KO or assist, it just feels like it's really hard to sort of tamp down. The attack speed, move speed goes up. Their muscle gauge fills again. I still think superpower is probably better, especially yep. because superpower plus. Anything that lets you do your move again is pretty <laughs> nuts, you know? So I still think that's Resets probably crazy. the way to go. But I love that they finally made this Pokemon good. Because what a weird release Buzzwall was. I thought it was going to come <laughs> in so powerful. And it came in yeah. pretty dang weak. Yeah. So I didn't have the PTS. I just listened to you guys. And you guys got me so excited for Buzzwall. And then I played it on release. And I was like, hang on. this like What, what are they talking about? <laughs> I, I, I hate that my memory is so bad. Because like Japanese beta Garchomp was absolutely disgusting. Yes, and it, it, it's like yes. the same thing. Dude, Japanese beta Garchomp, what, he was S tier. Like it, it was crazy how strong he was. And the funny thing is, is like. With that. I didn't have context on the game back then. I was so new to it that I don't even know why. Like I think back and I'm like, I don't even remember why. I was playing a lot of Dig and, and Earthquake, and I don't even know if that was the right move set back then. But I like I played the beta and I was like, oh my god! Like me and one of my IRL friends um, who played like we, me and him used to play Heroes of the Storm together. He used to play a character in Heroes of the Storm called Anubarak, and Anubarak had a move that was a lot like Dig. And so my buddy was the one that picked up Garchomp. He was like, oh, dude, this is like a new Barak. And I was like, oh, cool. And so then I got to playing and I was like, dude, this thing is crazy. Um, so, yeah, man, I don't know. Like you, you get your hands on like the tests and then they make all these changes and they don't really tell you what changed. And it's like, oh, what happened? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like a, a serious question. When's the last time anyone saw a Garchomp in a game? I mean, I, I see him every now and then, probably like a day ago or something. I'm I generally know. trying to think like considering like Rare. i see every pokemon quite frequently right even duraludon's like around i know jake you believe in duraludon a little bit um it's even hey, duraludon's hey, around take a look at the win rate lucia i mean let's see 52.9 percent. <laughs> where is scyther 40 sorry oh man what's pikachu's win rate out of curiosity uh, i think it's the worst pokemon in the game uh, Pika is 48.5. I think it's the worst Pokemon in the game. I think Pika's better than Ninetales. I think Ninetales is abysmal. Ah, uh, no, I think Pika's the worst Pokemon game. <laughs> I think, think Blizzard at least does some damage. Do I, I don't know. Scizor? yeah. I think Scizor is <laughs> really, really down there, but man, I like the, so the tweet like you had where you were like, Scizor is the worst Pokemon in the game, Jake, and I was like, laughs and Ninetales. Like, I think we're both like on the same page, more or less. Yeah. Like, we're kind of yeah. like at odds for the fun of it. Um, but yeah, dude, these Pokemon, like some of these Pokemon in the game just feel like they can't do anything, man. They just kind of walk around. Um, now, because we didn't actually get a chance to talk about this, right? In the, in the last one, they took away the Natus and they reworked the jungle XP, right? You can't get right. like crazy level nine for free. Like that's that's a big deal. I actually, you know, some people have not liked this change, but one thing for sure is some of these matches were getting really way too snowbally, way too early. Mm -hmm. And if you one thing I don't like as a player who plays a lot of solo queue, I don't like it when one Pokemon makes the difference. Uh yes. for my team or the enemy team, and I have no control over it. So if I'm in bottom path. And I'm playing Mamoswine or something like that. Like, I'm trying to be the defender for the team. When I see that my jungler or central area Pokemon for the enlightened people, <laughs> uh, when, my, uh, when my central area Pokemon is fine and the enemy Gengar is already walking to path at level mm -hmm. nine, being the entire team with, two, you know, two button presses, that's a really hard place to be in. So I understand people don't like some of the XP changes, but honestly, I think they're probably pretty healthy for the game because I think things were just I agree. way too out of hand. Like, I agree. 
I think they are very healthy for the game because now it's back to what it used to be. We stole the 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 Zatu to get the most experience, but then you're gonna like worry about you know getting jungle invaded. Like the jungle now is an invade is a really big deal now. Yeah. You know, before you could invade a jungler and then they would just like still get nine, right? <laughs> it would be fine, but now it's a really big deal. And yeah, I, I like this a lot better. I think it's a, a lot better for balance of the game. Not not everything's got unite move in the first fight, right? It's it's cool. I, I like the changes. I miss Natu's existing though. Like at least put them in the background or something. Yeah, I think they were really cool. I liked them too. Mm. I think they could probably have reworked it, but I understand it's also kind of a stacking problem. They kind of set up like yeah, and Charizard had unite every four seconds and <laughs> walk over there or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Charizard's unite. That's true. Charizard. <laughs> uh, we have a, a lot of balance to talk about. We've been talking for a long time, um, yeah. but I would love to uh, hit on some of the rest of this balance. Let's talk about Rayquaza and the change here real quick. Mm. It's weird because it feels like in some ways a healthy change, especially for people playing solo or duo or trio where you have less control over the game um, unless you can make a big play. But also it does feel like they, not fully, but they've kind of uh, rolled back a little of what was cool about the new map, which was the fight around Final Rayquaza. So yeah, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. The HP change, they've, like you said, Crash, I think they've knocked off almost like 2,000 HP. Thousand, yeah. It's something around there. Um, I yeah, ninety two hundred to seventy seven twenty. So yeah. what is that? Over fifteen hundred something. I I feel like it's weird because looking at it, I was like when I read it, I was like, oh, that's that's bad. Like I'm really not happy with that. And then as I play it, I don't really care that much. Like it, it doesn't really bother me that much. Um, the other thing about it is like I think when you have a game and there's a big boss, you want that boss to kind of matter. And we were almost pushed to the point where like it almost didn't matter at all. Like in most games, it did not matter. So they absolutely had data to show like, oh, we have, you know, 100,000 matches played and out of 100,000 matches played like, I don't know, 10% of them Rayquaza was dying or something like that or, or, or was, you know. And so I think that like for the design of the game, it's probably healthier. Like you want the game to and the game and its features and its objectives to be relevant. Um, and while, yeah, it's a macro to like, it's the player macro to decide whether or not we go for it or not, dude, it, it was actually really hard to take down. Like it was, it was really hard to get a kill on. You couldn't flip it. You had to win a full team fight and the map is bigger. So when people are back capping, it pulls you away from it and you have to go back capping. So the macro part of it was really, really cool. And I, I do miss that, but I also like the fact that it's able to, yo, we want, we killed three of them. Yo, let's rip it. Let's try to win the game. You know, it brings some of that excitement back to the game. It brings some of that control back to the game um but for me i can't actually decide which one i like more i just think it's like a linear change it's it's a change they made i'm i'm fine with it loosh i'm torn so i liked uh i liked being able to do different things at the end of the game and make different plays maybe play a little like if i'm if i'm ahead i could play a little more defensively and watch my goal and i time to get to requires if they start to hit it if i was um if I was winning, I could, I could, I mean, if I was losing, I could look to make split push plays. And, and again, if they hit Rayquaza, I had time to respond, time to do something. Now it feels almost, at least in the games that I've been playing, that if you're not at pit at two minutes, it, it's, it's reminiscent of Zapdos. It's going to get yeah. ripped. They're going to rip it and it's gone. And, um, I just don't know if I love that. I don't know if I love that for the game. Um, it's, it's too early to tell really, right? We haven't really had many big competitive tournaments just to really test out Rayquaza, to be fair, like to really see, um, 
how that would affect it. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of the change, but I don't completely hate it either. I think they're going through a tuning phase and I would love to see where it comes out at the end of this because I like the shields and sort mm -hmm. of win condition it presents compared to Zapdos because their defense, yes. even still, there's still more of an option for defense uh, with this. And I also really enjoyed the previous Rayquaza because it really did set up scenarios where, like Crashy said, I feel like there were so many games that ended and no one even you know rayquaza maybe its health got down to quarter half the team you know some fighting happened people ended up peeling off it some scoring was happening there were some really cool situations surrounding it but at the same time um i kind of like i like that you, you've got to have this balance you've got to have it where if someone is back capping you can do something somewhere else that's not just mm -hmm. back capping or defending to give you an advantage so i like that if two enemies peel away from the fight and we've KO'd one of their teammates, we can rip. I like that, but it yeah, there's a balance there. Maybe yeah. Rayquaza, you know somewhere in the middle here makes more sense. Rayquaza's presence needs to be consequential. Like it, mm -hmm. it, it can't just be there because it's there, yes. and it can't like. I think if you have an objective that is potentially game winning, because that's a good thing that they changed about it. It wasn't guaranteed game winning, like almost like Zapdos was, and Zapdos wasn't guaranteed, but it was pretty dang guaranteed. <laughs> it's it's potentially game winning needs to actually be able to be taken um the weird thing is is like and maybe i'll just need a little bit more time with it i need to watch some competitive i'll be honest i haven't watched i've watched very little competitive stuff with all of sky ruins um just kind of waiting this is mostly off season people are testing new stuff's coming out um but i maybe i could see my opinion shifting to where like yeah maybe they could buff it up like a little bit more um what what did they what did, what did it go down to seventy seven hundred something yeah. like that mm. like maybe it could go up to like eighty two and like hit it in the middle I don't even know if that really makes much of a difference um yeah. but I'm like I I want the fact that the Rayquaza is on the map to matter um but I don't ever want it to matter as much as Aptos and I think that we we might be in that spot so I I don't know I'm, I'd be curious to hear <laughs> like this would be a good like call to action for anybody on YouTube like watching like like let us know what you think um and yeah, if, that, any competitive in the comments. yeah competitive yeah. players if you if you're watching this like let me know what you think competitively how does the the new yeah. change to Rayquaza feel because I, I I am generally pretty curious the reason I say there's a say that I don't hate it is because like I have, like, if I go back cap and they rip it, like, that's annoying, but I have time to back and defend my goals, right? And you can mm -hmm. actually defend this. That's why I don't hate it. The reason I feel like I don't love it is because I, I never liked the coin flippy endings. You know, I, yeah. I don't want to see that. Now, Dragonite meta will never be what it was because Dragonite can't rip Rayquaza off the top of the pit. You can't hit it through that top wall. It's too far away now. So that's going to that's gonna at least hold that back. So maybe it's okay that its health is lower. Yeah. You know what I mean? But and I guess time will tell. The us. other thing, too, is like the residual or, or like the collateral damage of ignoring your enemies to rip the mm -hmm. thing just means that all their damage goes to you when you get it. And so it's like, yes. oh, rip, 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 rip. You rip it, you get this massive shield, and then boom, they slam you with all this damage that was about to come out that they were trying to hit with it. They were trying to hit you with it. And it's like the shield didn't even matter. Y'all just flipped it and y'all just mm -hmm. saw what happened. And that could crazy impact a game. Um, but it's just it, it's just not Zapdos where the, the value is instantly yep. secured you know when when Definitely zapdos died in the face 
yeah mm-hmm. it's um but also yeah i think the design of the pit is is nice too i like that there are some characters that mm-hmm. can fight it over uh i think the the change to, Ze- uh, to zeptus the change to rayquaza's hp um makes cinder a slight bit better um although mm-hmm. i don't know if we'll see a ton of cinder but yeah like in solo queue cinder feels a little bit better to play for that reason because uh, i can just say like you know what i gotta rip this or i can at least rip it over the top and give myself some options mm-hmm. um but yeah overall i think i'm i'm kind of leaning like I don't know, 65, 45. I like the change, maybe 70, 30. Um, but it, it feels okay. It feels like an okay change. What about the weird 30% damage buff on your first ability? Yeah. The, the, I think they need to change that a little bit. I kind of like that there's a bonus from getting it, but like mm. anything, uh, I think they probably need to play around with that a bit because every once in a while, a team will secure Rayquaza and then just KO the entire enemy team that was mm. around it. And that just feels like, eh. It's, it's better than the Zapdos stun, at least, to be fair. That was... I didn't well, like, that. okay, if you're going to have a buff on Rayquaza, tell us about it. And if you're going to have a buff on Rayquaza, make it, like, something that makes sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like, <laughs> like, get, like okay, so, like, the way that, like, energy amplifier is programmed is, like, 21% increased damage for four seconds, right? It's, like, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is a really, like, it's a really easy thing to understand. You All of what you do, damage-wise, is going up by 21%. So you could mm-hmm. easily have, like, 10% damage increased while you have the shield on or whatever that value is but like or you could like raise his sp attack and and attack stat by x amount while you have the shield up like just make it make sense and then tell us about it like that's my only issue like i don't actually care what the thing does like i'll care whenever i play with it and if it's problematic but just just tell me what's going on so what's going on with this thing um we've got a lot of balance changes uh i'll just run through some things real quick absol got a little nerf aegis slash uh got a little nerf and then a little buff to its iron head it's a big buff to its iron head sure big buff to its iron head that's true blastoise got some nice early game buffs um I'm, is there anything that you guys really wanted to talk about buff or nerf wise before we moved on to some of the other pokemon i just want to say can they please give the azumarill buff treatment to blastoise to make it a playable pokemon because it is never going to be playable outside of the jungle unless it can evolve earlier because it cannot farm water gun even after the buffs just is not enough yeah, yeah it's, it's weird tough early. that's true it has it has a tough time uh let's see we got a lot still to go through guys um so we'll probably touch on these ones quick clefable zorark sableye i've played them on the public test server i don't know if either of you have had a chance to hop into the pts to play them all of them seem cool in my opinion clefable is completely overpowered the most broken pokemon to ever be played (laughs) it Uh, looks like it it look it's insane zorark (laughs) is really cool like the comboing nature of this this pokemon is going to be so fun for people who are you know a high skill and then sableye is one of the most interesting kits the unite looks crazy game the unite's awesome (laughs) awesome yeah um yeah i'm i'm just i'm really excited about all three and i pray that they nerf clefable because it is just but it's kind of like you know the the legend that is clefable like it was supposed to come out and never did and here it is to ruin the entire game you know what i mean it's kind of like a giant meme it's cool what do you think crash have you played any of them um, no, I actually haven't touched PTS in a little bit. I, I, I mean, I, I'm my opinion on PTS is weird. I just like I've I've regressed from even wanting to get on it because I, I just feel like I can't do a whole lot with it. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll hop on it at some point and kind of test them out. But the experience of playing on PTS is like I can't really play real games super well. Um, 
I, I mm. never really know if the thing's going to release in the state that it is. So it just feels really knee jerky and, and not that that doesn't make good videos and like couldn't, couldn't, you know, make for at least getting my hands on it mechanically. Um, I'm also emulating it too, which is like not great and it like doesn't feel great. So yeah, my experience with PTS is a little bit weird. Um, but I'm, I'm excited. I think, you know, like I, like I always say, I don't really have any rose tinted glasses with Pokemon. So like any time a Pokemon is released, I see it as like, you know, MOBA champion being released. So I'm always excited for new more. I know that like, um, there's going to be people that are really, really excited about each of these. I'm just generally excited about all of them. I think adding, adding more to the game is definitely what the game needs. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about it. Haven't, haven't put my hands on them, but looking forward to them. Nice. Lush, any thoughts on them? Yeah, so I've I haven't uh, had a chance to jump on the BTS, but I definitely uh think Illusion looks crazy and I can't wait to do some fun stuff with yeah. that. Yeah. I can't wait to do some fun stuff with Illusion. It's gonna like really you're gonna see a, a player difference in that in that passive alone. Like it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. And I'm so excited. It's gonna be so cool. I can't wait for all that. I, I I'm kinda with you, Crashy. There are some Pokemon that I absolutely love just being a fan of Pokemon, mm. but these three, none of them tick that box for me. However, all of them have really cool kits, and I'm excited for them to come to the game. Clefable will be here as we're recording this in uh, one week. We've got a new event coming up for Halloween, a new battle pass, a new season. Uh, Crashy, mm -hmm. you are doing something here for October that I know you wanted to talk about a little bit. Is yeah. it dressing up in a fun costume? No, no. Unfortunately, not dressing <laughs> up in a fun costume. And I'm not, look, I'm not going to take up too much airtime for anybody that knows or has heard or thinks it's stupid or whatever i'm doing a simple gesture um i'm currently boycotting pokemon unite in terms of spending money and so and it actually changed but i'll just explain what it is now i'm not spending any money i'm not purchasing a membership uh, which is also spending money i'm not spending any of the current gems that i have so i'm just not purchasing anything for the month of october and i'm essentially it's just a like a call to action to anyone that wants to participate doesn't matter if you do doesn't matter if you don't um, my personal beliefs on it is that it's not going to change anything but i'm hoping that like it will at least be seen because we know that they pay attention to the community we know that they, they're looking and listening i, I just want them to be a little bit more aware of the feedback that's out there. And if it changes nothing, totally fine. If it changes anything at all, maybe I'll never even know about it. Um, but it's just, it's one of those check boxes that I personally wanted to hit. Um, so that way I felt like, Hey man, I really, I really like put my opinion out there, gave my feedback and, and, uh, and did my thing. So yeah, for the month of October, I am on this, uh, it's, and it's a mini boycott because people have asked me, well, why don't you quit playing the game entirely? It's like, well, I still want to make videos and, you know, still want to do my job and stuff. So, um, hmm. that's, that's the honest answer. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. But yeah, some of the stuff looks really Crushy. cool. How, how will you win games if you don't spend money? Mm. I don't know, man. The age old you question. Know, I actually have a similar boycott with, uh, Scissor and Scyther. I won't be playing. <laughs> <laughs> what if they buff them though with the clefable release they they need to my goodness they need to. Uh, so that's what crashy's got going on here in the month of october and we also uh you know what now that that was brought up i feel like we can just touch on a little bit uh it's weird because the whole community had a hey man you can't say anything about my mom moment where uh we are constantly talking bad <laughs> about our mom and she's unreliable and she doesn't communicate with us that mom being pokemon unite uh and then someone from outside the community kind of came in here talking some mm -hmm. trash and it feels like everyone in a fun way sort of rallied behind this game and mm -hmm. it's weird because i'm i'm all for whatever anyone wants to say about anything truthfully uh like yeah. crashing 
boycott. I'm not boycotting Pokemon Unite, but more power to Crashy, whatever he mm -hmm. wants to do to uh you know affect change and, and things like that i'm i'm all for any of it i really am the thing that was tough about the video that came out about pokemon unite is it just it's really hard when someone's complaining about something that they have little information on yeah. either purposefully yes. or um just I, maybe they really think this i i couldn't fully tell but a big video came out. I can't remember what it was called, but it was kind of like how mobile games are trying to Scam take you. all your yeah. You. yeah. Uh, and Pokemon Unite was sort of featured in it. And the thing that I think is weirdest about it is I don't think Pokemon Unite is one of the biggest offenders of any of the things that was talked about no. in that video, which is interesting because there are many mobile games I have played or free to play games that feel like really fit the bill for what was talked mm. about. That game a uh, video but yeah we had this video come out it kind of trashed unite in a in a bunch of ways and then everyone really everyone had a response look uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll i'll be i'll be very clear with my opinion which i've already done uh, i i think that this video was made with the intention to do that I do not think that it was an innocent take on the game. I think that it, it was very narrative driven. It was very storytelling focused. And as far as the video itself goes, and as far as the presentation, man, that was some amazing YouTube. I'm just going to throw it out there. That was a sick mm -hmm. video. Him, his team, their editors, him, whoever it was, they did an amazing job, but it was incredibly disingenuous. It was incredibly misinformed. And I think that I think a big part of it was done on purpose. And I don't think it was to slight Pokemon Unite. I think that that's just the game that maybe hit the crosshairs um but a lot of the the practices that were even brought up in the video about other games didn't fit unite at all so it was like yeah. you have this big story about what mobile games do wrong and all of that's true like so much of it is true you just picked mm -hmm. the wrong game to be the meat and potatoes of of the discussion and i'm the person that hates on unite the most right like i'm the one that will, will i'll <laughs> give you i'll give you the reasons to complain if you want to and to be upset with um pokemon unite but 95 99% of what was in that video it just doesn't really ring true at least not to the degree that the presentation made it out to so yeah, it was it was very disingenuous. Um, I, I do think that it's a bit damaging. I think anytime somebody has a massive platform and they put something like that that out, you have to assume that there's some level of you know damage that's done. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, we did we we did stand up for our game and 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 say what we needed to say about it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the video like the yeah, for for like video quality right was incredible, but yeah, none of it like I don't know like I, I feel like. I don't know if it was just going on the Pokemon name for the views, but then like I feel like Pokemon goes even more like you know microtransaction heavy. To be fair, um, but like I just Diablo Immortal is so much worse, right? All Gacha games are so much worse. All those like like those clans games where you pay to speed build things, like all those games are so much worse. They just didn't make any sense that Unite was like the center focus of that video to me. Yeah, yeah, I, that's why I wondered, you know, and I try to give people the benefit of the doubt because I really don't know. I I just wondered if it was like low information and they thought well pokemon's a big name so we'll we'll start with pokemon but it was odd because they're talking about things that you you can immediately go well no so when he's like you know the thing about pokemon unite is you're just mashing your buttons and you're getting stronger outside exactly. of battle and yeah, you think exactly. <laughs> that couldn't be further from the truth of what happens inside of a match of pokemon unite so it's just weird mm. because My there favorite, are um, games when i think of mm. a game like uh what is it clash of clans where you get your uh, your decks, you build your decks, and then if I have a level six little 
thing of skeletons and you have a little a level five thing of skeletons i know the game is not this simple and there's this, <laughs> I, i've played this game uh, uh, quite a bit and i know there are championships but my point is if you literally want to look at it my little army of skeletons beats your army of skeletons so there's there's at least more of a conversation that mm. being more powerful before the match is a bigger advantage in a game like that. And in and Pokemon Unite, it's so irrelevant. And that's the thing. I'm not mm -hmm. going to pretend like there. Look, I'm I'm not going to pretend like there's not some layer of pay to win when it comes to just maxing up all your items to level yes. thirty right away, right out of the gate, because you can do that. And that in itself, if you want to be literal. Sure, yes. <laughs> you can slap the pay to win tag on it. The thing is, is you don't need all your items thirty. And there was a big there was a big storytelling element to that video, which was all about presentation. And it was like the, oh, well, you want to know how much it costs? It's 7,000 item enhancers. And oh, if I wanted to upgrade, if I wanted to purchase all this, it's $1,200. And it's like, it's it was a really big moment for the video, but mm -hmm. it wasn't a really big moment of truth. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, you can technically pay to win if you want to just put the literal definition on it. But we all know and everybody knows that plays the games that it's really just pay to progress because you're going to get your items to 20. Um, everybody's going to get 30 for free when you hit like level 14 or something, right? Like, it's I mean, like it's not like you're going to get all of them to 30. But if you do some research and you find the best builds, then you're you don't even need them all. There's like a, a good handful of items you really don't even need past 20 for a long, long time. I didn't have a lot of my items past 20 for so long, probably like two, three seasons. Seasons. And Same. do I have an advantage now because I'm, I'm a more veteran player? Sure, technically, but that the, the the difference between me having if me and you are playing the exact same character in the exact same row mm. in, in the exact same um, position with the exact same emblems with the exact same items and mine are 20s and yours are 30s. It just comes down to game sense and playing as a team and and being a yeah. better player. It's not going to make being having twenty items and having thirty items is not going to make the difference. And that's and that's genuinely true. That's genuinely true. Yeah, like it's genuinely you, true. I'm not here to 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 BS about yeah. it to protect yeah. the game. It, if you were playing like if if you put say me, someone who's playing the game since launch, played in like competitive tournaments, right? And you take away all of my items, and you get someone who's never played this kind of a game before, and you just make them buy their items to thirty. It, do you think they're going to win that game? No, not even remotely close, right? It's it's it to me that makes it not pay to win because you can't pay to win the game. I I think the definition of pay to win. I think Pokemon Unite has pay to win elements. Mm -hmm. This is true, but the degree to which you are paying to win is so minuscule that it's not a good representative for a pay to win conversation. Mm -hmm. So I am uh, doing a, I do a road to masters kind of every season with just like, so weird, your trailer. Like, <laughs> and this season, I think I'm day four or day five. I've been recording them uh, by day four. I have, um, I'm not using anything. I'm using no items, no, any, no boost emblems, nothing. Uh, by day four, I have enough tickets to buy every single held item except one, I think. Uh, I have two super item enhancers. I have enough item enhancers that they give you for free to upgrade, I think, five or six items to level 10 or 20 on their own. So by playing the game for literally four days, you could have three level 30 items, five level 20 items, seven Pokemon unlock. It's just such a weird game to throw the pay to win and pay to play sort of label on because it's one of the it's one of the best things about pokemon unite is that is not true it's just yeah. not true yeah. about this game it's just so, not yeah it's so weird to see that video and yeah i don't 
I never want to attribute malice where I think ignorance is probably more likely. I think they probably played Pokemon Unite for two days, were not very good at it, and they went, mm. wow, everyone must be upgrading these held items to 30 or something because yeah. I'm yeah. dusted in yeah. these matches. I genuinely think that's what it was. I think it's like a misunderstanding. They genuinely just believed everyone else was buying items, and that's why they were winning. And that's and also just maybe they saw fun. Moist's video and were like, "I could make an easy mm. video here." And very uh, true. I mean, I'm not trying to be a jerk about this video, but every single thing that's said in that video has been said in other videos before. There's not a single piece of new information. We've all seen the clip. At least, maybe uh, I could be wrong here, but I've seen that clip about how they monetize free to play games a million times. Mm. Uh, the only thing I had never heard before was the IKEA effect, which I was like, "Hey, that's kind of a cool." Like, that, that, cool. It's actually really funny because that part felt so made up to me. Like I was like, "Wait, what?" Okay, I mean, maybe like I don't know that part. That was the one part that I, I remember. I was like, "Okay, yeah." yeah. I, um, I think, but yeah, I didn't give fifteen percent damage. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, no. There was there, no. There was a lot of just false information in the video too. Uh, like Lush said, fifteen percent damage. It's like no, there there is no item that gives fifteen percent damage. That doesn't even exist. Um, there was another thing where I think he was confused between trial licenses and truly purchasing something because he was like, oh, yeah, this game, yeah, was like, this game yeah. takes the things that you earned or bought away from you, and it's like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't do that. Like it. it yeah, he got that. Um, and confused. that sounds like a really big point. Somebody hears that and they go, what you had something and then they took it away from you. It's like it was called yeah. a trial license. Like it's very clear what it is. So. So there, there was a lot of storytelling and oversensitivity. Yeah, like, I, I can never I think say the that whole word. video is like disproven, uh, disproved to the point where he's like, the game is pay to win. And then he says, like, the sentence, no matter how much I spend, I just kept losing. Like, that, that to me, like, just like, yeah, just watch that part. <laughs> just watch that part of the video. It's, exactly. it's pretty great. He also made the claim that when you pay, they put you against weak opponents. And yeah, he knows some stuff. Can you get me in touch with him? Yeah, that's so that part that <laughs> that part is stuff. where it, it just feels like maybe like and maybe you could prove that and maybe that's been confirmed for other games. And uh, it, it, the video very much so felt like a video that was coming out against mobile games. But it's yeah. weird mm -hmm. to do that whenever you pick one and then you sprinkle in like a couple others on top of it, because yeah. if you're going to make that claim, you can make that claim generally about mobile games because you don't need proof. But if you're going to make that claim, then and, and the whole video is about Pokemon United then you need to prove that it's about that pokemon unite does that and if you can't then it's a lie um so like that like there there's more than one blatant lie in that video and it's just bizarre just bizarre yeah as i said yeah. on twitter if this game was pay to win i would have won worlds i'm serious <laughs> i mean there's no way this game is pay to win i can assure you. you it is not uh let's talk about we've got a new battle pass coming out the halloween event uh and a new season coming out in just a week and we've been talking for a while but i'd love to hear any thoughts that either of you have on anything we've touched on or just a new season uh coming what do you think Lush? i'm i'm disappointed that we're not getting another squirrel for halloween with a bug that breaks the game because that was really cool. <laughs> that was, no, Clefable. Uh, <laughs> true. True. That thing looks menacing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hyped, man. I'm kind of hyped just, you know, for like a you know, new season and because stuff will be different. <laughs> and I'm just looking forward to, to playing the game more and, and getting to see uh, the new characters in the game, right? Like, I really, I, I've been excited. I don't know if I'm more excited to play Clef or like get to like use it on my tier list now and I'll just leave it there on the side. Um, I'm really excited for like Sableye and Zoroark. Uh, I, I, they're such cool Pokemon. I've wanted I've wanted Sableye in the game since like the guy in the store has it. I don't know his name, but you know when you go to the store, yeah. the dude has like the little you Sableye. Don't know his name? What's his name? 
Come on, man. Oh. I don't know his name. We call him Mitch. His name's Mitch. So Mitch has yeah, a little yeah, Sableye. Mitch. Yeah, and Sableye is just it's such a cool mod, and like the mechanic of it's so cool. I'm just yeah, I'm excited to try the new stuff. That's a, that's it. I'm gonna ramble on for an hour about it, but I'm excited to try the new stuff. What about you, Crash? What are you hyped for? I think Jake, me and you did a video talking about Pokemon we wanted to see from each gen, and I think I picked Sableye. I was like, yeah, he's in the game, but like it'd be cool. Like I, I think I tossed mm. him in there. It might have been one of the ones right. that we did dual picks for. Um, but yeah, I think Sableye looks it, it it looks like a cool Pokemon, and I go a lot on silhouette and like the way the design of the character looks without even knowing anything about him because I don't. Um, so yeah, Sableye looks like a cool Pokemon. I think the design of it looks really really fun but just to speak generally i think new seasons for pokemon unite are always one of the most fun parts of the game where you get that oh we got to get in there and get masters again like it's it really is a sense of accomplishment to go after and get it again even though you know getting masters isn't super hard and you know we we know most of us can do it we've done it every season um it, it's a fun little thing to do so new um fresh always good i'm excited about it new battle pass i i unfortunately will not be purchasing it but um it's always good man it's it's that Am sense of revitalization you e-vouchers <laughs> nope. okay nope what if i what if i send you 30 dollars? that's technically me buying it <laughs> i mean that i'll gets send you a picture it. of my chipotle that i ordered that night like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody i want to thank you all for watching thank you for listening we'll be back with more you're on fire very soon uh let us know in the comments what you think about anything we've talked about throughout this podcast as you're listening along if you have some thoughts this is uh kind of something i should say early because saying at the end makes very little sense but we'd love to hear your feedback thank you all thank you loosh thank you crashy goodbye everybody i love you we did it